Before we jump into today's episode, we want to talk to you about Internet Church. Rich, what is Internet Church? Oh, it's only the best internet gathering this side of the Kailua River. Is the Kailua River a thing? Maybe we should start over. <laughs> let's let's do it again. Ask me again. <laughs> no, let's leave it in. Now no, no, let's talk about Internet Church. Uh, internet Church. Actually, it's a thing we do every other Friday night where we all gather together, uh, encourage the saints in truth. It's uplifting. It's edifying. It's just a time to gather for about an hour on a Friday night or day, depending what part of the world you're in, just to be encouraged by the saints. You you think you would like something like that? Is the Pope Catholic? Uh, you bet your sweet bippy the Pope is Catholic. And uh, Justin, Internet Church is all about gospel freedom. It's good. I'm trying to think of the follow-up question. <laughs> oh, I'm like, man, this thing is lagging. Uh, all right. If No. Absolutely love it. So if you were going to... No. What are we going for? Are we trying to be funny or are we trying to be serious? I don't know. I I mean, whatever. I, we're trying to let people know that... Oh, <laughs> I'm not as gifted as you are in this department, my friend. So join us every other Friday night, 8 o'clock Central, 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern. If you are international and want to add that to your calendar so you don't have to do all the time conversions, head on over to lovereality.org slash circles and add the Internet Church Circle to your calendar. Welcome back to The Move, where we're vibing through the book 10 minutes at a time. I'm your host, Justin Koo, and in today's episode, we're talking about that one time in the Bible where Abraham dies, never having received the fulfillment of God's promises. If you're wondering, what are we looking at? We're looking at Genesis chapter 25, verses 1 through 18. I have the one and the only, the bald eagle, hanging out with me. Good to see you, Tyler. How are you doing, buddy? Oh, what is up, Justin? I am doing very well. I'm a mm -hmm. little bummed to be back to the AirPods life, but alas, <laughs> I'm not as we, prepared today. I, I, I think some we're... We're just one step away from having everyone on the team synchronized and having all the good equipment that we want to have for the longevity of the show. But today is one of those kind of like, oh, man, we kind of have to just deal with what we got. But the good news is, is that uh, God is still here. The Holy Spirit's still leading. And so even without, you know, nice crisp microphones for you, uh, we can trust that something amazing is still going to happen. I want to start off in today's episode kind of talking about something that is mentioned in Hebrews, which, you know, I know is kind of breaking from the loose guidelines that we have of trying to stay within the narrative of the text. But something is really interesting that's mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11, where it talks about the story of Abraham and many other individuals who are kind of in this, you know, uh, what we many people have called the hall of faith, as opposed to like the hall of fame. They call it the hall of faith. And it actually describes how a lot of these people, you know, the, the promise that they were given uh, it specifically talks about how many of them end up dying, never having received the promises or the fulfillment of the promises that, that God has been given. And this is certainly true when it comes to Abraham, because he doesn't really get to see the fulfillment of everything that God has promised him, that he would be a blessing to all these worlds and the nations and all these people. It's like, yeah, he has a kid. He actually has several kids in, in this chapter, as we come to find out through multiple different women, which is a very interesting cultural thing there. Maybe there's something worth talking about here. But my point is, is that he doesn't get to see the exact fulfillment of something that God has promised. And I wonder, you know, is there an application for those of us who feel like we're in a season of waiting, that we feel like God has promised us a good thing, 
and yet we're not sure exactly what to make of it. How do we tie in the idea that God promises us things and we we believe by faith that God's word never returns void and yet there's a waiting period. And sometimes that waiting period goes on for much longer than we want, maybe even to the point to Hebrews that Hebrews is making that even to the point that maybe you die not having actually seen the fulfillment of it and yet still encourages us to be men and women of faith. Mm. I, I'm reminded of in the last chapter that you talked about with somebody else about how adamant Abraham was now as he's nearing death, as he's nearing death. Well, by the way, we did hear that through the speakers. Uh, for clarity, maybe you want to specify what just happened and what didn't happen. <laughs> Morgan moved a chair in the other room. I do not have flatulence. Anybody <laughs> listening? It is just the, the sounds of a house lived in well. Okay. So, <laughs> Jesus, sorry. I heard. Yeah. So, um, in the last chapter, he was super adamant to his servant mm-hmm. that as as this servant would go and find a wife for Isaac, that Isaac was not to leave the land. Yeah, he was super adamant, right? That it's mm-hmm. like Isaac is supposed to live here. So, if there's no woman that will come back here, no worries. Something like he doesn't even address it. He's just like. By no no means is he going to leave. Right. Like, that's it, period. And then when explaining why, he's like, because God promised through Isaac that my descendants would be many in this land. Mm. And so I just think about, like, as we're nearing the end of Abraham's life, and in this chapter we actually read about the end of it, like when we talk about faithfulness, Mm. it seems to me that the story of Abraham is a story of our faithfulness that's in response to God's faithfulness. Hmm. Because what it is, is like, we just blazed through a whole bunch of his life and it didn't say anything about it, right? Yeah. He's just, he's here living by faith, not having received already in his eyes, like in Mm -hmm. his life, the things that God promised. But he is unwavering because he's seen how faithful God was to him through all of these events that seem to happen in just like a very short period of time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I have to wonder for myself, what has happened since Isaac's been born, right? Because because if you, I think if you do the math correctly, I was looking at a, at a commentary. It was saying how uh, nearly 75 years have passed since Isaac is born. So like a lot has happened. Nearly 50% of his life has transpired. And, and really the only story we have is, you know, that he basically is put to the test in, in sacrificing Isaac and he f- secures Isaac a, a wife. And, and that's about it. And so I wonder a couple different routes I think could have taken place. One, maybe Abraham finally wisens up and starts to get everything right. And there's no other kind of, you know, failures that are worthy of note. And maybe he just, he matures and he becomes this man of like, you know, lived out faith in this manner, which is maybe, maybe that's what happened. I don't know. Or the other thing is, you know, no, life continues to happen. Um, Victories and setbacks and mess ups. And maybe he ended up pimping out his other wife to another leader of some nation or something like that. I don't know. But one thing is for sure, it seems to um, to to indicate to me from the way that the text is 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 unfolding is that the way that Abraham now is defined is through this act of faith, and I think it's in the silence of what happens in the rest of his life is really really interesting. And I'm wondering what are the implications of the fact that now. In, after passing this kind of great moment, this great test where he offers up Isaac, not very little else is mentioned. And it's almost as though now we know for a fact, Abraham is a man of faith 
is kind of, uh, I don't know, passing the test that God's putting in front of him is kind of a, a, a poor way of framing it. But like, it seems to, seems to suggest that he's kind of crossed the threshold. Now he's a faithful man. Mm, yeah, and I think, I, I'm kind of thinking about his family. Mm. Like, what if in these last couple chapters of Abraham's life, it's actually telling us more about Isaac? Oh, okay. Like, what if it's it's starting to explain a little bit about just because Isaac was in his 20s, as you mm-hmm. guys probably talked about when you talk about the the altar experience. Right. Yeah. He's a young man by that time. He's in his 20s. Young man strong. Like, yeah. you know, he's he's closer to you and I's age as his dad is bringing him up the mountain. So strong, fully able to resist it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet the Bible mentions nothing of that. Um, mm-hmm. And then his his dad is setting him up with a wife. And from what what we can tell, yes, it's talking about Abraham. But there's a verse in chapter 25 that we just read here that just says that he gave everything he had to Isaac. Hmm. And that really stands out to me as though like there's a whole life of Abraham and and we've been diving in deep on his missteps and blatant like transgressions. (laughs) And what you're talking about is that now as we're ending the end of his or nearing the end of his life, that there's this large portion that the Bible is just silent on but that he is a man of faith. Like the, hmm. he is just, this is how we identify Abraham as a man of faith. And in that, I just, I think about the beauty of him passing on the faith hmm. that he received in his life to his son. Hmm. And like, we know Isaac also, we're going to dig into some of those. He has his own missteps, mm-hmm. but his life is different from, from Abraham's for sure. And uh, in one way, we just see already some incredible faith and faithfulness in the life of Isaac. Yeah. I, I which think is just the, beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. I think that the fact that, you know, the mantle is being passed is obviously just, this is part of the story. Obviously the father has to eventually die. And then it's kind of the son who steps into to the <laughs> right. limelight as it were. Uh, that's definitely just kind of one of the consequences of the story. But it also seems to highlight something that, you know, Jonathan and I have been kind of unfolding as we've been spending time talking about this narrative is that, Abraham is certainly the frontmost character of the Bible that we're, we're, we've been tracking through, but he's not the main character of the Bible. When we read mm. the story of Abraham, in, in, put in other words, when we read the story of Abraham, it's easy for us to think that the point is to communicate the life of Abraham. And yet what we're discovering is that Abraham is just the vehicle through which the story of God is actually being told. And so, yes, while Abraham is an important element in order for us to understand, in order to be, in order for us to be able to be able to see God at work, Abraham's not the point. And we see that because the blessing is the point, right? Because we, we, we rewind all the way back to Genesis. What was the main problem that showed up was the fall. And so the main point of that kind of narrative in Genesis chapter 3 was, I'm going to provide you an heir. I'm going to provide you a seed. And so that redemption takes place. And so Abraham is just one of the ways in which that, uh, that seed is being passed along. And now it's being passed to Isaac. So it's not Abraham. It's not Isaac. The promise is about, the, or the, the, the focal point is the promise. And this is why it talks about how Isaac is actually being blessed by God. The focus is that God is blessing, that God is leading. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I just, I think that it's so dope how the response, and again, I'm making a callback, but this is all, it's all feeding together. A callback to chapter 24, when his servant is like, 
man, God has been so faithful to my master Abraham. Mm -hmm. And so then that faithfulness of God towards Abraham, now we see playing out where that Abraham is now passing on this faithful obedience to his son. And not just to Isaac, but we see all of his sons. Like he blessed, it says the sons of his concubines. He like gave them gifts and sent them away Mm -hmm. um, to other places, which I think is also something like, when we want to talk about the legacy or whatever of Abraham in scripture, he is, he's been blessed, but he's been through the ringer in terms mm-hmm. of ups and downs and not right. being faithful all the time. Yeah. And so what we see, I, I, what I'm noticing in these last two chapters that we've been reading together is that he's trying to set Isaac up yeah. to be faithful. So in sending away the sons of his concubines far away, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm putting every, I'm trying to set everything right in you. Right. Yeah. He's removing the potential for infighting to take place and, or jealousy or whatever the case is. He's sending his sons away because he knows that the land Canaan is meant for Isaac and not for any of the other sons. And it's not that God despises the other sons. Like they're all blessed in their going as well. And, and in his own way, the fact that Abraham is able to bless them as he's passing on is further fulfillment of what God says that all nations, nations will be blessed. Like he's still being able to pass this, the, the blessing onto multiple different nations. However, Ooh. we are really curious about what God is doing through Isaac because Isaac is the child of promise. Not that Isaac is special or different in the sense that like he's better than the other sons, but just that's the one that got highlighted for the lineage of Jesus eventually to uh, emerge from. How dope is that with this theme? Mm-hmm. Is that Abraham being the father of faith, of the righteous, mm-hmm. but it's not just to the Jews, but to the Gentiles also. We know that righteousness is not, and the blessings of Jesus Christ, the eternal life, salvation, it's not just for the Jews, but for the Gentiles also. Mm-hmm. And right away in the story of Abraham, here in the last chapter of his life, he's giving blessings to his children from other wives, as well as his child of promise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how cool is that? Like absolutely foreshadowing that that righteousness for everyone. Absolutely. And, and it just highlights the heart of God, that God is one who wants to pour out his blessings on all people. And so, you know, I, I think there's something that's going to happen, obviously, as, you know, Israel begins to be part of the narrative as we'll, we'll continue to develop. Like there's uh, the tendency to say that, oh, God is favoring one person, one one people group above all. And that's, I think that that's definitely not the point of the narrative. The, the, the point is that God wants to bless all people, but just the way that he does it is through one specific lineage, through one specific family. But the reason why he's selecting them is for the betterment of all people so that all nations of the world will be blessed. And so we see the heart of God um, on display in that God is wanting to reach everybody. God is wanting to be able to, to love on and to bless all people in, in many different ways, yes, but he certainly has a heart towards all. Yeah, absolutely. The 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 chosen does not make you more favored. Hmm. It just means you have a purpose. Yeah. And when you're chosen by God, you have a purpose. And that purpose is to partner with him in choosing others and blessing yeah. others. Yeah, there's there's no uh, value-based. Um, you're not more important because you have this calling. Well, and, and Isaac this- is not more important except for that he's the vessel through whom God is going to bless everybody. Well, it, it, it's clear that that's the case because, you know, 
you and I, wherever, wherever, if you've ever done the ancestry thing, you know, you, you spit in the vial and you, you find out what your lineage is. You and I very likely are not direct descendants of Isaac, right? So we're part of <laughs> theoretically this group of people who didn't receive the blessing in this chapter, right? And yet we absolutely have. And what we see in the New Testament yeah. is that you and I, Tyler, you and myself, Justin, we are absolutely heirs to the promise through faith because of what Jesus has done. So even though there might be this sense in which, well, our ancestors didn't receive the same kind of blessing that Abraham's, you know, lineage did. It's like, no, 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 actually we have. We've been grafted into this selected family because of what Jesus has done, because of the faithfulness of Jesus. We are blessed. And, and I know that you and I, we, we like to, 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 to quote this idea that we are blessed with every spiritual blessing. In Like we are not, we don't, emerge from this story lacking saying, ah, oh, man, only one family got the blessings. I like, no, 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 you and I are recipients of the faithfulness of yes, Abraham of yes, Isaac and everyone who comes along the line. But ultimately we see it in its fulfillment in Jesus. We receive the inheritance of everything that God was promising to Abraham. Man, is that, is that the good news from this chapter? What would you tell the listeners today? The good news in Genesis 25. I mean, I think there's a handful of things, but for me, the thing that stands out the most is just this idea that Abraham is now defined as a man of faith, even though you don't see the rest of his story. And I, and I would like to allow my imagination to drift in one direction or the other, but you know, it, I think one thing that's clear is that Abraham wasn't perfect from the moment he had a son. Like, I think that that's clear in previous episodes. This will be a, maybe uh, news to you, Tyler. I don't know how much you've been keeping up on the story, but, you know, he might have even ended up divorced after having, uh, you know, the whole sacrificing Isaac experience. So it's clear that he's not perfect moving forward. And yet... God considers Abraham a man of faith. And so I think that just for me, it's so cool that, yes, I want to do good. I want to live my life as faithfully as I can. But at the end of the day, I am not defined by the total sum of my actions, but I am defined by placing faith in the one who is truly faithful. And that's how God sees mm. me. And to me, that's the good news of this chapter. All right. I want to let you guys know about a Bible study that has been a huge blessing to me uh, over the last couple months. In fact, over the last couple years since COVID hit, we took our Bible studies that we used to do in Lincoln, Nebraska online, and we started having people joining from London, from Jamaica, Bermuda, Ireland, and Netherlands. And so it was really cool that we have these online Bible studies. And there is one in particular that I've been a part of the last couple months called the Love Reality Study Night. And the Love Reality Study Night is on Wednesday nights at uh, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. What is that? 6 p.m. Pacific time. And basically, the way that it typically goes is either myself or somebody from the Love Reality team. I know we had Jonathan last week. We've had Ben Williams from this podcast. You, you recognize these names. But they'll hop on and we'll teach on something. We talk about most of the time, it's just love. Because one of my favorite things to say is if the gospel does not make you more loving, then it's not really the gospel. And so understanding scripture in light of freedom and how this is a beautiful revelation of God's love that makes us more loving is the topic of conversation every week. Uh, but we don't shy away from tough theological questions. We want to get into the Old Testament and how it relates to this righteousness by faith and freedom from sin. And uh, if you ever want to come, we also do small breakout groups so you get a chance to interact with others and process the information. All you got to do, and I don't know if you're going to ask me this, Justin, but 
You just gotta text the number and you'll get the links texted right to you. You just gotta text these words, study night. If you text the words study night to 808-204-4372, do I have to say it slower than that? Uh, then you can works. be a part of our Bible study too. <laughs> it, it, it'll be the show notes. It'll be the, the description of the video. But also uh, the good news is that's not the only Bible study that's taking place. It's obviously a good one. And shoot, maybe I'll have to swing in, duck my head in and, and be a part of the, the journey and the experience for myself because I, I always enjoyed uh, a good Bible study. But there's also other Bible studies that are taking throughout a place throughout the week. So that's certainly one. Again, if you want to text the word study night, it's one word or two words or does it even matter? I don't know that it matters. <laughs> okay. Do it together. Te- text text <laughs> it as one word, study night to the number that Tyler just mentioned. It's in the description or shown onto this episode. But also, if that time frame doesn't work, don't worry. We have different Bible studies all throughout the week. We try to have a little bit of a variety so people in different time zones can hopefully find something that's convenient for you. But if you're wondering what are the other available times, just text that number and we'll correspond with you and let you know when you can join one of the studies that's convenient for you. So anyways... Hope that that's going to be a blessing. We love being able to actually interact with you guys. You know, the shows are fun because we get to, you know, move through the book together. Tyler and I get to have a back and forth, but we really, really enjoy when we get to break through the kind of the, I don't know, fourth wall is not the experience because this is a podcast, but where we get, we actually get to interact with you, the listener. So join one of our Bible study groups, text the number and sign up and we'll see you guys hopefully in the middle of the week.